crying and they're singing and having a time. Gee, that cocaine trailer could find you gotta put on your sailing shoes. Put on your sailing shoes. Everyone will start to cheer. Says he catches more fish every time. Well, I got a line. You got a pole. Well, I, well, I'll meet you at the fishing hole. You gotta put on your sailing shoes. Put on your sailing shoes. Everyone will.
need to laugh And when the sun is out I've got something I can laugh about I feel good in a special way I'm in love and it's a sunny day Good day sunshine Good day sunshine We take a walk, the sun is shining down Burns my feet as they touch the ground Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Then we lie a shady tree I love her and she's loving me she feels good she knows she's looking fine I'm so proud to know that she is mine good day sunshine good day sunshine good day sunshine good day sunshine Hey, yeah, there I am. <laughs> I'm looking all over for that thing. Yeah, I'm a tangled mess. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, it's Bug House Square. It's it's uh, it's Mini Radio. Uh, it's all these things. Uh, Mini Radio. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's on the corner of 21st in Florida, <clears throat> in the beautiful Mission, where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's dark now. It's dark, and it, there's a drear. There's a drear in the, uh, upon the city, and uh, there is uh, ominous predictions of, of a uh, bomb cyclone, they call these things now. This is a bomb cyclone and an atmospheric river event happening simultaneously, or uh, I don't know. All I know is the, uh, the, the meteorologists are, are, you know, they're, they're erect, and um, they're, they're delivering the, <laughs> the bad news. So... Uh, it's 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 all all quiet in Sparkle City right now, but um, apparently tomorrow uh, we're going to be there's landslides and and avalanches and uh, floods, all that kind of thing. So uh, with that in mind, you know we'll we're trying to prepare. Uh, you you know make sure your your grates you got to that water goes water goes where it will go, so you have to let it go. Um, yeah, that's what my t-shirt says. Let me, uh, tell you about what's going on. Yeah, it's the first show of the year. Uh, pretty excited about it. We've got a lot of contributors. Of course, I'm just like dragging my ass and like playing a bunch of, but you know, what are we going to do? We're, we'll get to them. If we don't get to all of them tonight. We will, um, we will. Uh, but yeah, it's a good, uh, 2023. It's a good year. Scott's here. Uh, he's eating something that he neglected to share with me but that's cool because he brought me a, a good record a uh beatles it was uh it's called world war ii and it's like a beatles record with or it's not a beatles record at all it's a 
it's a record that's all Beatle covers. So dig that. Two records. And we did uh, A Day in the Life, and that was, the, <laughs> it was uh, Frankie Valley. I expected a little more of Frankie, frankly. <laughs> it, that was pretty straightforward. But what are you going to do? You know, you, you uh, going in cold on these sisters and brothers. Um, yeah, let me tell you about what else we listened to. So we, uh, we had uh, Johnny Cash. We opened up with uh, Five Feet High and Rising. Um, and then we went to, uh, the t- we had the Talking Heads in there from the Remaining Light. We did uh, Born Under Punches. Uh, we had King Sonny A Day in there from and his uh, African Beats. And we did El uh, Sae uh, 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 Ray. Yeah, I think that was it. I'm sorry about the pronunciation. And we did uh, Break On Through the Doors from their first record. Good song, good uh, good production, yes. Uh, the uh, Mucho Machu, <laughs> Machu Cambos. Mucho Machu Cambos. And we did uh, Chachita. That's a good record. That's a good Mucho Machu Chambos. Yeah, I like those guys. We're going to be back to them. Um, uh, Beckola from the, that's uh, Jeff Beck with, uh, I believe that was Rod Stewart kind of his caterwauling there in that one. Uh, Rolling Stones from the Beggar's Banquet we did. Um, Sympathy for the Devil. That's just an awesome tune. Uh, I like to play that one around the campfire I do. Um, <clears throat> they pelted us with rocks and garbage. It's a uh, compilation of, uh, I think they're uh, Cleveland bands, I think. One of those Ohioan cities. And we did uh, Twirling Bodies by the... Uh, I'm sorry. I think the appliances, maybe? Yeah, the small appliances. Yeah. 80s punk. Yeah, where are they now? (laughs) Where are they now? The Ventures from the Let's Go record. We did Sukiyaki. I just watched a awesome uh, uh, um, uh, video biography of the of the ventures and uh, it was impressive and I'm, I'm I've been um, I, I, I'm picking up the records I've, I have been I always do whenever I see a record uh, ventures record I get it the cure <clears throat> quad quad puss <laughs> from the quad puss uh, uh, EP uh, we did uh, Close to Me, and before that, after that was uh, Elvin Jones from the Genesis record. Elvin Jones, uh, Sailing Shoes, we did Little Feet, and uh, ZZ Top from the Fandango record, we did, uh, eh, shit, I forget what it was. Um, there's a segment we do here, Scott. It's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise. We're going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's home recordists. You know, can you grasp that? Home recordists, people who record music in their homes. Any style, any genre just has to be recorded there. So uh, people send me links to their music or send me their music like JP, Axel, Karama did. Um, So if you dig JP... A-X-E-L, Krama, uh, K-R-A-M-M-A. I'm sure he, they've got all kinds of stuff there. We're going to do uh, 
He sent me four. I'm hoping this works because we've been kind of going back and forth because he sent me some Spotify stuff and I can't do Spotify here. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. They don't want me and I, that's okay. I don't want them. I've got my records. I don't need you, Spotify. All right, you don't rule me. Uh, the Loose Goose is free. That's the name of this. So I'm, I, uh, we'll see. I, we'll go through this together. I've got it. I'm touching it. It um, already has responded. It's uh, it's like a fetching an attachment. Okay. And there's the thing, and it's uh, a little kind of a play icon, and it's the dots are going, and it, it looks like it's... Um, that's it. That's it. Do you 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 do
Uh, James Brown, Soul Power. Man, they just faded out of that one. That one must have been like one hell of a recording session. We're going back to the basement. This is Ohio Avenue from uh, from Chicago. And this song is called Gloomy Back Together. Let's hope it works. I'm touching the uh, icon. The spinning dots are uh, indicating that it's recepted. I received my request and pressing it and seeing if I'm worthy to uh, let this play. I lost my faith 
I lost my hope I wish that there was no one here to see That I cried Wide open Everyone could see I was broken Back together 
Yeah, that's David Sanchez uh, from the Carib record. Yeah, you know, one that doesn't have who uh, David Sanchez, David Sanchez playing on it. But that's good. It's a nice, uh, that was a nice number. Going back to the basement, this is Reset Button uh, by Alex Price. If you dig this, look for Alex Price on Bandcamp. Uh, Reset Button is the name of the song. And Alex Price is the name of the artist. I'm going to turn this. I'm touching this. The circular dots, uh, the, the pause button comes back. There we go.
questions I feel my doubts wishing that maybe in a year or two we could laugh and let it all out now that you've made yourself love me do you think I can change it in a day how can I place you above me am I lying to you when I say that I believe in you oh, 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 I believe in you oh, 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 I believe in you Yeah, that's Neil Young from the uh, After the Gold Rush record. Um, I believe in you. I do. Uh, depends, you know, depends who you are, uh, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, going back to the basement. They're dying to keep the peace is the name of the song. It's from Old Themes, new record. Old Themes, comma, new record by Better Demo Union. So dig that. They're out of Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. Wow, that's a mouthful, Massachusetts. All right. Uh, they're dying to keep the peace. Let me got to turn that up. I'm touching this. All right, let's see this. Uh, it has, uh, the dots are going. It has accepted my request. Dig. Spend my days 
the band uh, wheels of fire going back to the basement howie zow dig this howie zow i don't even have to spell it man there's only one way let me tell you a little bit about howie or uh as uh also also known as zow uh he's from uh soyoset long island so he's i don't know soyos soyoset island Study composition with Rudolph Tram at Carnegie Hall. Damn, all right. Uh, how he began, uh, began performing downtown clubs in a band called Inter, Interlux with a continuously changing lineup, dot, dot, dot. Read more. Can't, Howie, got to get into it right now. This is, you'll be sad, but I'll be glad when I'm gone is the name of this. That's turned up. I'm touching this. It's... It's recognized me. It's, it's considering my request. Am I worthy of Howie Zhao? Let us see. Um, well, uh, that's a positive kind of thing. You're gonna be sad Cause you treated me bad Cause I trust you and you just leave me on i 
like a Jesse J. Some kind of change I got my dark sunglasses I got the good luck My black tooth I got my dark sunglasses I'm carrying my good luck My black tooth Don't ask me nothing about nothing Just might tell you the truth I got a good money in Jackson Oh, I ain't gonna say her name I got a woman in Jackson I ain't gonna say her name She's a Yeah, there goes Bob Dylan um, uh, playing those outlaw blues. Uh, we're going back to the basement. This is Funeral. If you dig this, Funeral, look for them on Bandcamp, you know, like uh, the, the thing you go to. Uh, they're out of Chicago. Uh, wait a minute. This is called IUIO by IUIO. Song's called Mother Earth. So I don't know what Funeral is. Funeral Recordings. All right, so it's Funeral Recordings out of Chicago. So this must be I-U-I-O, uh, I-U-I-O, it's spelt I-U-I-O, and a song's called Mother Earth. So if you dig this, look for uh, funeral uh, recordings, and then you can just sample all their stable that they have. This is Mother Earth, I'm touching it. The dots are circulating. A good sign. Um, they seem to be considering my request, and uh, here we go.
Yes, yeah, Ben Bug Out Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, thank you, contributors. I will uh, appreciate that in time to come. Hope to get to you again someday. Stay tuned for Claudia and the Loaf. Uh, they could be here. I'm coming in a little early, but, you know, they usually roll in when they have to. Make it a good, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a new year. Let's, let's uh, try to be as decent as we can and help those who can't. Right?
That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I have a really interesting story about the origin of our name. Oh? Yeah. It was called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, and it got abbreviated. Just some random mutiny person gave that to you. Yes. And we are, speaking of random mutiny person, we are random mutiny radio people on random mutiny radio dot fm go to mutinyradio.fm there's a whole world of streaming shows and music and live events right out of the mission district of san francisco it is mutiny radio and we are happy as a clam in the land of uncle sam to be right here right now sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time we are once a week we stream that's the first time you can hear us you got to go listen to us on the uh it's uh, audio only audio rss feed all right so Yes, and we have an RSS feed. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, do so by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie with you. You listen to our podcast. You watch the movie at the same time. And if you don't want to do all that manual work, 
subscribe right. to our YouTube channel. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Makes it easier. We'd like you to donate to the station. Go to Venmo and donate a couple bucks to at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. So, Carl, what is the movie we are seeing today? <clears throat> the Great Gabo. 1929 the great gabo with two b's 1929 that's what you put in the youtube search engine the as in not the because it's it's just a it's a g so it's the, right, the, great, not the. okay you know how if it was that. awesome gabo it would be the awesome gabo but it's right not great on the simpsons was the awesome gabo the great g-a-b-b-o 1929 the channel we like is cinema for real Cinema for Real with the number four? Yeah. Well, you, you won't find another one. You'll see it's Cinema for Yeah. The other you'll ones see have commercials. That's why okay. we don't like them. Yeah, there's, this movie has been around for a while. It, it was an inspiration for The Simpsons. That's the first time I even heard of the Gabo yeah. uh, ventriloquist. And uh, when I realized it was a movie, and I realized that we have a movie podcast called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. As soon as that occurred to you. I was, I, yeah, it was true. Yeah, I got a match here. Wait a minute. I was hand gliding at the time, and uh, we were watching. So, there's a lot of versions on the YouTube. We like cinema for real. We want you to go find that The Great Gabo, 1932. No, 1929. So this movie and is like 93 years old uh, as of this record. Yeah, as of this recording, this movie is 93. It's almost seven years shy of a hundred years old. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to watch something that's 100 years old. Life marches forward. And you know what I like about it? But this is this is content for the podcast. Let's get to the countdown. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, so let's get to the countdown. Yeah, go ahead, Carl. I just want to make sure it's clear to everyone. The Great Gabo 1929 Cinema for Real is the channel we like. And there you go. There we go. So we have a celebrity comedian to do the countdown. But we want you to meet the celebrity comedian. So Carl went over uh, to their press junket and had an opportunity mm -hmm. to sit down and talk about some real things and get to learn about the celebrity comedian. And yes. of course I haven't heard of this one yet. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to celebrity comedian countdown this time with Pat Dixon. Welcome Pat. How you doing? Talking to us from Buffalo, New York. Yep. Okay, now, Pat, you are a big-time, big-deal comedian. Uh, you just... Oh, absolutely. Carl, you wouldn't say that if I was. <laughs> you just headlighted Comedy Cove. You drove t on a Sunday to Buffalo to do more shows. Like all the big-time comedians do. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure you're aging. Okay, but, but mainly what I want to start talking about is your creator and host of the NYC Crime Report. Yeah, with Pat Dixon. Now, this is streaming on Censored.TV, and you've been doing this a long time, since 2011. Tell me about this show, the people who come on it, everything, you know, like, that, that's led you to this point in which you are the crime report guy. You know, I was a victim of an attempted murder, and so it got me interested in crime. I, I, it took a little while for that to manifest into exactly what I wanted to do. But I read a story when I got to New York City in 2006 about a guy who got stabbed on a train and he nearly died. And he was going to be the fifth victim of that day for a spree killer, Maxime Gelman, you know, back in 2011. And I thought, man, this is fascinating. And I started talking to people at parties about it, bringing this story up. And nobody had heard it, even in the city. And it was all over the place. So I thought, man, there should be an outlet for a show like this. And then the more I started doing it, the more I was like, this really needs to be funny. 
so I kind of made it like the New York Post uh, with punchlines, and that, <laughs> you know that's what it comes down to. I've had attorneys uh, on quite a bit. I've had ex-cops, current cops, uh, a lot of people like that. Some marginal characters sometimes, and and you know then the the occasional you know big name of Bobcat Goldthwait or something like that. Nice, Just, nice. Up, yeah, and but I've met a lot of interesting people through it, you know, and 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 Coulter and people all over the city. Uh, uh -huh. And that's how I got onto Compound, doing it there, and then it became a visual thing, and now it's on Censored.TV. Okay. And now this is started in 2011, so this attempted murder was prior to that. Now, this was an ex-girlfriend who tried to shoot you. Tell me what, what, what went on there. Oh, you know, she was nuts, and she, uh, I mean, was just like, had had enough of my shit, and after we broke up, she decided she wanted to uh, exact some sort of revenge, you know, so... She stalked me for a couple of weeks, and then she, uh, you know, found me in an IHOP and had a gun, took it away from her. There was a skirmish, and she was convicted of attempted, second-degree attempted murder and got eight years house arrest. That's the, uh -huh. the thumbnail version, you know. The, of course, she was very fun uh, originally when I first met her, you know, not that way at all. A lot can happen between April and December, as it turns out. <laughs> now, three weeks of stalking, and she chooses the IHOP. Do you think she was just getting her nerves? I mean, what was she looking at? Were you with some other woman? Well, she didn't know I, where I was, you know, and so I think what it was, she didn't want me to go back to my wife. So, you know, she, she found out from a guy I was working with where I was working and then drove a couple of hours to do this thing. You know, very premeditated and everything. They wanted to yeah. start with the uh, first degree attempted murder, but you know she plea bargained, and yeah, it was. It, she had a suicide note, the whole bit. She was going to take care of herself after. Uh, well, you know, I think sometimes people find that they can live with the fact they shot somebody a little bit better than they uh, might have. But so, I mean, we don't know if she would have followed through on that or not. But you know, that was the plan. <laughs> Okay, now, did she really serve the full eight years? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, it was supposed to be over in 2012, and I frankly stopped keeping up. She did friend request me back in, like, 2008 or seven, or something like that. <laughs> did you accept? No, I, I did Come on, let bygones be bygones. It's just a little murder. I mean, it's so old now, you yeah, know. Exactly. That would have expired the order of protection, you know, and she could have been on my door in a couple of hours uh, legally, so that's <laughs> the law you know stick within the parameters of what they set forth i have to trust the authorities know what they're doing that's what we talk about a lot on new york city crime report it's a pro law enforcement show generally so people have a way of hearing that message i think there's so many negative messages about law enforcement and look i can't really say the law is perfect and i can't say the cops are perfect but i do know that the cops are at least trying to preserve some order and i think that that's more than we could say about the legislators a lot of times Mm hmm. So you also impressed me because you were on you had a Comedy Central special. Now, it's Comedy Central Presents. So I guess you were a featured comedian. It was a half hour of material. Yeah. When was this? It wasn't like your special on Comedy Central. It was a show that comedians, you know, each week would be a different one. Yeah, it was it was just, you know, now they have, I think they call it the half hour. And so they have a series where. They had, you know, everybody does their half hour special and it's um, Comedy Central Presents, Pat Dixon was what it was uh -huh. called. Have your own background you have to come up with and all that stuff. So it's very themed towards you and everything. It's not, it's not like a, uh, 
like a quick short thing, obviously half an hour or something. You know, that's right. the way it came to New York City. But I mean, long story short, you know, that was in 2006, and you know, it didn't get the traction that like Jim Gaffigan got. You know, uh-huh. something yeah. like that. You know, his special was just like they played it endlessly. And I'll tell you something about that special. I had food poisoning while I did it. So really, yeah, I had thrown up the night before and all that day, and, and I had to get a B12 injection from a doctor to even be able to do the special. I mean, I, I had a fever. I was, I had I'd gone out to dinner the night before and had uh, rabbit for okay. dinner. Yeah, and I had uh, partridge as an appetizer. So okay. I had rabbit. And those are two animals that I don't normally eat, and I don't suppose they can cook properly or something. I don't know. The Gramercy Tavern, it was an expensive meal, you know. It's not like I was getting it off of... Yeah. Uh, it wasn't pepper and squall. Yeah, it wasn't street meat or anything, you know. Uh, but, you know, the doctor offered to eat. So you might want to wear uh, an adult diaper. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's not that bad. So. so you had to go out there, put on your best face, pretend it wasn't going on, say, I can hang on for 30 minutes here. This is an opportunity I cannot blow. Oh, yeah. I absolutely had to do it. You know, there was no getting around it. They all, they had everything set up. The background was there. Everything was, all systems go. You know, you can't be sick. It's 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 one of those things. You just, you're not allowed to be sick in that moment. So Yeah. Yeah, and I did all right. You know, I did all right. It was, it was, I was a little sweaty and a little, you know, but I, but I made it. <laughs> now I see you today, and you really go quite blue, e- even as while well, you're telling the audience, "I'm not going blue," right? So uh, yeah. I'm sure that wasn't this special, right? This was earlier material. Yeah, it was. It had to be TV friendly, and there's always a debate about that stuff. And you'd be, you'd be amused by like how specific the debates get. You know exactly how you can say a certain thing and the only thing they made me take out like absolutely no there was no talking about it was something about had something to do with uh disciplining your kids uh-huh uh domestically that domestic violence style or something corporal you know. punishment right uh yeah spanking hitting them or something and like they they didn't want to hear anything about it there's no okay. changing that joke but okay now Let's talk about the punch, okay? okay? Now, in 2015, you joined Compound Media as yeah. one of the, you know, based on the strength of NYC Crime Report. And, um, okay, so Dateline, June 20, 2022. What, G- Gino had Felicia Gillespie on, right, in hot water. Right. So you entered the bar across the street. What's the name of that bar? Sullivan's. Sullivan's. You entered Sullivan's with no intention of punching anybody. Tell me what, in the heat of the moment, led you to do it. Well, it was, I was, like, perturbed or whatever, but, I mean, until I saw, like, uh, both of those two in the bar together, I wasn't yeah. going, uh, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I, I think I was just going to go talk to Gina. I was like, what the fuck? I knew he'd be in there. I wasn't 100% she'd be in there, but, like, that just brought it home. Look, I mean, you never want to punch somebody it's not like a good thing to do but like sometimes you act on a certain amount of anger or frustration or something you feel i mean like i can't even explain what makes that situation any different uh-huh. it's just it's something that really came to a head and i and i knew that he had brought around the show strictly to fuck with me and like uh right people fuck with you and it's it's just not fun it's just okay. like i'm not doing that and you know it was particularly it's uh you, know, you just found yourself doing it. You were in the middle of swinging. I mean, you're just 
that you I got curious. It, but it was surreal. It was it was an out of body experience. You know, it, it was very different. It's not something I've done ever. You know? Right, you haven't punched people ever. Never, never. No, I've never done that, and I did in this case, and it was it was. Jeez, uh, I mean, what can you say about something like that? It's it was. I was more shocked probably than he was. Yeah. Now, um, it was a really good punch. Do you use that in, in punch in your stand-up now? Because that punch really hit. Oh, no. That, that, that punch that I gave him had half the punch of my stand-up. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of punches in stand-up, but you were off stage, so that's why I'm surprised. Now, when you found out that your punch, because you left right away, you had no idea what your punch had done. When you found out that his jaw was broken, what was what was your emotion finding out that news? Pride, of course. You know, I never felt bad about that. I like, oh, my God, I don't know. I mean, like, look, obviously, I didn't intend to break his jaw. Yeah, that's why. I'm not convinced that he had a broken jaw. I, I mean, like, I, well, I he was all wired up. He had to have yeah. soft. Well, he had surgery to get his wisdom teeth removed, you know, and I think that they, they might have done some wiring because of that. I, I'm not convinced that his jaw was broken. Uh huh. Everything was a little too perfect. I mean, I don't want to go into a bunch of details, but right around the time, okay. I started to kind of go, oh, okay, I guess everything's going to be all right. And they were laughing about it one day, about four days later. And, and then it was, and then, you know, over the weekend, uh, seems like suddenly things changed and he came back and it was like, oh my God, he's on death's door. He's, uh-huh. a, he's, he's got all these permanent injuries and shit. And then that's what justified firing me. And then four days after they fire me, he's back at work, you know? So suddenly he's okay. Give me a break. He just wanted me to get fired and that's fine. You know, whatever. He, he, he made every... He made uh, the compound management afraid of a lawsuit, you know, because he wanted to uh, get revenge. He didn't want me to be there. He's he's very big on everybody being on his side and all this shit, you know. Yeah. He made it about a lot more than just a punch. So in the end, he sort of like got into all this like character assassination and shit like that. And it's pretty, you know, whatever, obnoxious. But at the same time. I guess I must have really rattled his fucking uh, cage. World. Yeah, it really seemed to change his outlook, and he became very boring talking about it a lot. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people were thinking, this is very tedious. Can you talk about something else? About the- <laughs> that was what's on his mind. Yeah, that's all he could think about. You know, we could have all moved on. We could have all made up. We could have all still had jobs. But uh, he didn't want it that way, you know, so here we are. Now, Anthony Cumia is in charge of Compound Media. Was he nice about it, the way he let you go? Did what? Did he give you any shit? Like, how did it go down? Well, you know, like, after I punched Gino, I walked out, I went right to the studio, and I was hanging around waiting for Anthony to come in and start his show, and he was a little late. I didn't even know that he was at Sullivan's at the time, so... You know, and just kind of like breezed by me, said, don't even talk to me. I'm going to go do the show. And then okay. I, the next time I talked to him, I mean, he was, he fired me and he was uh, very cool about it. He goes, he, didn't, he was, he didn't want to. He said, I don't want to do this, but, you know, uh, certain okay. factors here. And, you know, it's just like something that we've got to do. And like he didn't, he, he just, in, and I was in. I, I could say more, but you know, I don't, I don't want to go into too much. Okay. But but he he there were certain things said that I was like, oh, that's well, okay, good news, you know, whatever. And 
you know, I got my final check and, and all that stuff. And it was all fine. Uh, you know, but I did have to leave New York because, you know, without like, uh, there was, there was a month. I mean, I, I didn't go to censored immediately after uh -huh. that censored.tv where I am now. So I had to kind of, uh, you know, I figured like, look, I'm not bringing in, uh, the paycheck anymore. So if you know, if you don't have a paycheck, you can't really stay in Manhattan. Absolutely. It's very pricey. <clears throat> now, yeah. this. So we're having some internet internet interruptions. I don't know if you just said a last sentence. The place I was going, I was wondering. You had said at Scotty's last night that this is old news now, right? Let's move on. I mean, this happened yeah, in June. Kind of. Yeah, it was June. Yeah, now we're in September, for Christ's sake. Okay. Now. But I'm, you know, at the same time, it's like I get it's an interesting thing. I mean, like uh, it's it's uh, Kevin Brennan told me he's been doing comedy in New York in thirty years. He's never seen a comedian punch another comedian. Ah, yeah. So you're groundbreaking and yeah. jaw breaking, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. I'm still not convinced. Yeah. Last question on this: I wonder if you regret it. If you could go back in time, because you wouldn't have lost the job. If you could go back in time and suck back your fist, would you do it? Nah, had to be done. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wouldn't have done it as a considered thing, you know. Had had I taken time, I mean, like I had found out the thing that made me so angry about twenty minutes before, and uh -huh. you know, had I like had a little lead time on it, you know, maybe it would have been different. But just like since it's already happened, everything I, I like being at Censored TV. Compound is great, also, but I, uh, you know, it's. Fuck it, you know. I okay. mean, like, uh, why not uh, roll with reality? I, I, I try not to have too many regrets or do anything that's too regrettable, and I don't think this falls into that category. You know, yeah. in the end, uh, I got the girl, and you know that's something to be happy about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a little book in this, and not a big book, but there's a book in this. Uh, there's something to be written about this. Okay, so we've already talked about censored TV, okay? This is where I want to go next. Like, how can people find you and follow you out there on the web? You must have a website, but also, like, social media. What's sure. the best place to get your Pat Dixon news? Well, you see my name there, Pat Dixon, right? And so uh, follow uh, follow me at Pat Dixon on Twitter, at Pat Dixon NYC on Instagram if you want. But, you know, if you want to, like, just a general thing, NYC, cri N NYC Crime Report, right, .locals.com. People can follow me there, and it's free to follow, and you get some entertainment. And uh, if you want to... Uh, you know, contribute or be a supporter, which I'm sure you will. Right. Then you can uh, you can do that, and then you get everything that I do that goes on there. You know, and I've got a, it's not just crime stuff. It's the, I got a, a late night show called Late as Fuck that goes on. <laughs> that's a great you know, title about people who uh, have sex with dogs and get caught. You know, and that's in the news a lot. It's a uh -huh. lot. I think. I mean, it's one of those things that just gets reported and get talked about too much. But it's called Dog Fuckers. That's better be late, late as fuck. This better be two a.m. show. Yeah, these shows are are available for uh, you know on demand, and 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 there's a lot of stuff already posted there. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to watch, and I, I, it holds a certain standard. I'm very proud of it, and that's uh, NYC Crime Report locals com. Now that's plural locals plural. Yep. Gotcha. That's okay. right. Okay, now Pat, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Now. 
everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the same time we do here in the studio. So Pat Dixon, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Sure, why not? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Is uh, press go now? Hey, uh, ladies, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that comedian countdown. This is Eric von Stromheim, the director. He, he's not. He's not directing. No, he's not the director. He is the star, though. He is Gabo. Okay. Well, Gabo's not the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. No, Gabo is. Uh, no, it's it. It's um. Arthur Crandall. Ah, uh, I forget. Ali. Ali. Uh, Otto. Otto, that's it. Thank you. Right. I'm sorry. Now, I knew that. I, I took a guess because of Uncle Floyd. Well, I should have known it was Otto because of um, uh, German. You know what was was there an Otto and Uncle Floyd? I think Floyd had a uh, had Oogie. And Oogie was the puppet. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't he have a puppet pals on the Uncle Floyd show in New Jersey? Um, I don't know. There James was Looney Skip Rooney. Looney Skip Rooney. Yeah, and then there was. There was like Scott or Keith. There was this big kind of heavy fat guy. Oh, so, oh, look at this. Oh, I love a movie that opens up with a guy playing solitaire. You know that's going to be a good hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. It's all. Yeah, what do you do when you're bored? You play solitaire. Prepare, the movie. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and it's going to suck. And no action. Now, this is Mary talking to Gabo. The Gabo the puppet. No, uh, the puppet is Otto. Okay. <clears throat> now, here in New Jersey, we had um, an act, Otto and George. Actually, George was the dummy, not... So when I heard this was Otto, I thought it was really neat. Uh, George passed away, too. Uh, Otto passed away, too. It was Otto and George, and George was the puppet. So I thought that was funny. Oh, that's cool. They've been boyfriend and girlfriend for two years, and... What that tells you is it's 1929, and it's cool to be in a relationship with someone out of wedlock, you know? Oh, right, because this is a pre-code movie. Yes, it was a pre-code movie, but the thing is that it wasn't until the late 40s, early 50s that, it, that we got real strict with being proper on, t you know... It, in the Roaring Twenties, which this isn't, it's 29, it's after that, but in the Roaring Twenties, like, it was cool to be gay, and it was cool to be smoke pot, and it was cool to, it was like a, a more enlightened time, and you could be in a movie saying, I've been banging this girl who's not my wife for two years now. <laughs> I, I take it back, a hundred years ago, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 80 years, 70 years, not as much. Now, so you're right. There's one bed in this, and I like I like their apartment. It looks like an apartment. They have the bed in the living room, and or the they you know there's two rooms. Y yeah, what this is supposed to say is they're not impoverished, but you know this is all they could afford in the big city. Now, A big city to the puppet. And yeah, it's responding, and you can see him squeezing the mouth because his hand is not up the the. The puppets took us, right? As they right. say. You see, he's got that lemon thing on the table. He was just holding it and squeezing it, and it makes from air compression, it makes his mouth move. 
Okay, that explains it because it is kind of creepy off the bat that he has a dummy not next to his hand. Right, exactly. Coffee was too hot. Right now, the yeah, well, that's see, that's the thing. Like he, he, he's being a dick. He's like, "Where's my coffee?" And she goes, "It's sitting there. It's been sitting there the whole time." Then he goes, he drinks it. He goes, "It's cold." And she's like, "Cause it's been sitting there." So he goes, "More coffee," and she brings it. How is it? He goes, "It's too hot." <laughs> you want to listen to him so you hear what awesome yeah like? i do I, as an audience member i do want to see the show i want to see the venture the act i will now do the impossible what's that i will smoke a cigarette that's not impossible you can do that yeah, i could do that and at the same time uh-huh. use my voice Okay, if that was me, I'd just be like, I'd be like, yeah, I would would have the water drool out of my face. (laughs) I will now drink water and start coughing uncontrollably. Now, wait, watch. Mary will drop the tray. Yes. That is fucking inexcusable. She is so fired. Well, that puppet was looking up her dress, taking up skirts. Okay, in this movie, Otto is the cool one, the gentleman who is Mary's... Mary loves Otto. Not literally, but you know what? They're friends. You know what I mean? He's the bad one, and the puppet's the good one. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. The cigarette makes you cough like that, because... You know, he's not a smoker. <laughs> I will know. <laughs> That's right. Because what's the matter? <laughs> I don't smoke. Do you feel okay? What's the problem, Mike? I don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> have the puppet throw up. All right, I have to do this for the open mic, but that means I have to have a dummy. Who wants oh, you, let's Let's get your ventriloquist act ready. Okay, I will... Drink water and smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Right. While using my voice. Does he say throw? Uh, or I could say using. He says using, but, you know, a ventriloquist throws his voice. That's what how you think of it. Now, in the 1920s, you would be entertained by going to dinner theater, vaudeville, or the movies. And this movie is saying, we not only will show you the behind the backstage drama, right? Uh-huh. So as an audience member now, I could see the show and see the drama behind. No, she is really acting here. Look at her crying. It's like silent movie acting. Yeah, it is. She was a big silent movie star, and so was he. This was yeah. the time. This is one of the very first talkies, like really early, like a year into it. We're we're not really going to hear the original audio because, of course, we're going to talk over this movie. But you have watched this movie several times. What do you think for like an early talkie, like as a sound quality? Does it does it has weird? Is it like no? It's okay. It is crackly. Um, okay, so I think we're okay. Uh, I just want to tell you that this is in public domain. Hold on. Oh, all right. Let's listen to okay. it all day, every day. 
The public domain version available on the Internet archives run about 68 minutes. The original film ran 96 minutes, including exit music. A 94-minute public domain version is now available. I think that's this. That's what we're watching, yeah. Okay. Now, next thing I want to say. Let's suppose it wasn't, uh, you know, domain. I mean, it's so old. Do you think they'd come sue us? Like, who owns it? Well, MGM. Like, who's, whose radar is it on? Listen, that- I mean, like, w- there was movies, famous movies from 1929 that no way we could watch them. I mean, Wizard of Oz was, what, 33, Gone with the Wind? Right. Yeah. You know, that was, what, six years, four years from now? You know, so there there were big movies, maybe Wings, the Oscar movie. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I always thought the Beatles was so much better. There was good Wings had good material. Right, yeah. If I hear it you. wasn't the Beatles, I wouldn't be listening. I couldn't believe Jet. they gave the Academy Award. Jet. It was look a silent. Her. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to show, like, look at her servicing him. Like, she, yeah. he does, she does everything. Look how upset she is. By the way, she was go- she did audition for uh, Gone with the Wind, and they oh. didn't pick her. Um, not for, it's for Belle. What was her name? I have it here. Not Scar- Scarlett O'Hara. No, it wasn't. Um, Belle Watling. She, I think she was the one who wanted to buy Scarlett's house, and Scarlett chased her away. If you, <laughs> if you remember the film, do you remember the film? The house burned down. Like she, Scarlett should have taken the deal. <laughs> did you not see? No, I did. No, it was. I only at- watched. Listen, <laughs> Gone with the Wind. It's like really boring, and then finally the carpet baggers show up, and I'm like, finally, something I can relate to. It's our team. Yeah, like they literally have a bag made out of carpet. <laughs> okay, listen, the, the house did not burn down. Tara yeah. made it through the Civil War, and Bell Watling now was rich because she Tara was... being the estate name. Yeah, yeah, and so it was dirt cheap, and it survived. Anyway, it's a weird scene. Like she comes, she, we shouldn't be talking about going with the wind during. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's dial it back. Huh? This is the neighbors. Okay, um, her name is Babe in the movie, and his okay. name is Neighbor. <laughs> in the really? Yeah. Well, in the script, he is credited. At, he's uncredited. He's uncredited. Was isn't she in the in the title card that we saw at the beginning of the film place card where it said her placard 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 yeah her name was Babe she had the yes. name Babe. yeah this is Majorie Kane Majorie Kane Majorie Kane uh, she was an American film stage actress born in Chicago appeared in more than sixty films between twenty nine and fifty one occasionally under the name Babe Kane um, and that's what she is in this film Babe. Gotcha. Now the the boyfriend there is just called neighbor. Um, She's, yeah, man. Pre code, you could fuck your neighbor, no problem. <laughs> okay, he was in on the wonder on the waterfront in 1954. Um, he was prolific, and he was on Perry. What? Uh, no, he wasn't on Perry. On the waterfront, was he like, did he have a wool cap? I think I'm trying to recognize him. Did <laughs> yeah, he testify? He, Don't he, testify. He chilly day. And he was. He yeah. All good chilly. Right, right. Because he was on the pier, right? He was walking on the pier. He was working on the pier. And it was really this chilly. Is a, <laughs> this is a heartbreaking scene. She is just like fed up. I mean, he's just being such an asshole. How does he hold that monocle like that? That's always bothered me. He's German. 
But does it just stick there? Do you have like no? Yeah, grouchy, grouchy. It holds it in place. I am a grouch. All those, all those consonants uh, help help keep the uh, glass in place. So flapper, he's really leaving. She still has a security tag on it. Well, she's going to return it tomorrow. How is she going to walk through the doors with the tag on it, though? She's oh, got the you mean security? Like when you go? I thought you just meant the tags. The yeah. little tag there, yeah. She walked out, and they went whoop, 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 and she <laughs> fucking ran. <laughs> fucking worked. It was 1929. I'll see you, Otto. Yeah, well, she is. I mean, you're the only human thing. He's the only human thing about you, Gaba. You're gonna like me. Sorry, that's the Simpsons Gabo episode. Like, it's this is the reason why we're watching this movie is because of the, when Gabo yeah. came and took over daytime kids show. Now they got it. You know, it wasn't this movie, and it wasn't the character of the puppet. They did their own thing, right? But it was definitely based on this movie. It, what a weird yes, coincidence! It has to be. Yeah, it's Arthur Crandall. Hello, Gabo, and he goes, and I'm Arthur Crandall, <laughs> <laughs> and not. Not uh, the great Gabo. Yeah, that's right. right. The puppet's name was Gabo. In yeah, I know. And and then Otto and George. Uh, Otto was. Not You've heard of Otto and George? I've heard of Otto and George. I didn't realize he passed away. So your yeah. your ventriloquist act should be Otto and George, and then you strike through the name, right? And then you write Carl and puppet name. <laughs> Carl and puppet. How about Carl and puppet? Carl and puppet. What do you think? Carl and his puppet pals? How am I going to do this, man? I don't want to do it. I have to buy a dummy. I guess I should just buy some kind of... Don't you have, like... I, I If you watch us on YouTube, you'll, you'll see our background. I see a closet behind you with boxes. There has to be, like, a doll, <laughs> right? Like an American doll. Are you going to go back in there? You must... Here, just ask. Ventriloquist dummy, are you here? Yes, Carl, I'm in the box. Liberate me. Carl, Carl, I can't breathe. Get me out of the box. Carl, Carl, I think the mailman's looking at you funny, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your ventriloquist dummy is a little creepy. Yeah, just a little creepy. He's um, He watches me at night. That's why I haven't jerked off in years, man. Oof. You don't mind that your grandparents are watching you masturbate from heaven? <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. You got a shoe and a sock and a shirt. <laughs> Carl Hi, Reebok. Hi, uh, Reebok. Hi, Van. What shoes talk? I give up, Van. What shoes talk? Converse! <laughs> I will now drink water as I throw my voice. <laughs> so, what did you decide you would do about it? <laughs> I will now smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Okay. Carl and Puppet. Carl and Converse. 
one more. Carlin Kicks. I'll be here all week. Carlin Kicks. And that'll be the shoot. <laughs> okay. I- I'm blowing it. Uh, all right. He's. Okay. She's gone now. It's You're her. Not blowing it. That was fantastic. She didn't call, call her bluff. Look at him smoking. That makes me think of. <laughs> So, go ahead. It's public domain. Let's listen. Oh, yeah. Let's listen. Okay. Fair enough. Because the auto is going to talk to Dabo. <laughs> now, look, he does have the pump. But Otto's moving his little head. She won't be oh, well, yeah, I guess it could be up, you know, he could be doing both things. It could be in his palm. Right. I don't think so. You don't think so? Did I ask you? What are you talking about? You had told me that it, because you thought it was, a, like a murder movie, right? Right. And so I thought that. So I start watching it, and I'm waiting Okay, once again, the neighbors are being nosy. The girl left. They're not neighbors. They're backstage, you know. That's what I'm saying. They're they're entertainers. They're not audience members like us. No, they're entertainers. (laughs) Oh, I I didn't mean to say it that way, Carl. Of course you're you're a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, Carl. I'll throw my voice (laughs) while, while giving a BJ. Ow! See, I don't even want to make that joke. Ugh. You would have to get a dildo. Here, hear me out. Ew, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, my God. Just to... Uh, uh. Commitment to the bit. I, <laughs> no, I abandoned this bit. Hey, what if it was the dummies, PP? <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. Oh jeez. Oh god. Carl. Carl. <laughs> That's funny. Make him <laughs> The puppet starts moaning. Why you have his dick in your mouth? Let me just write giving a BJ. I don't even want to make that joke because everybody acts like a... Now, first off, if you actually acted it out, it would be the most explicit thing you've ever done. So I like how you write it down as BJ. And when, in <laughs> fact, you would actually if you committed... No, I would call it BJ. on, th- And now I don't have to really do it because I could just put my head t- in the lap. But I don't really have oh, to. Oh, right. That's an indelible image. I'm not. Uh, I think it will burn in everyone. No one can, like, unwash their eyes. Wash their eyes on that. i to this bit. I'm not going to unsee it, I should say. Okay, now he's going through all the things that she did, and now she's gone. Go ahead. Keep listening. No one's okay. going to sue you, I swear to God. Yeah, but I like us talking, too. Like, I can't we'll hit do you. Both. We'll talk right over him. Okay. Rudely. All right, rude. Now, see, he is squeezing it the whole time. Yeah. Is he really throwing his voice, this talented director slash actor? I don't think so, because this is a movie, and this guy was a big deal. He did directing. He kind of got beat down by Hollywood and went backwards to acting again. Sure, you know uh, Sunset Boulevard. He doesn't have a scar, by the way, even though... uh, 
This guy who shouldn't have ringtones. Let's see. No, he doesn't have a star. Well, about that one. It was a. Uh, I saw. I finally saw the Donald Trump star on on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, okay. Is that? And it? I knew it was his because they had four like safety cones surrounding the square, and they had a black tarp covering it. Like not. And then, so you wouldn't. Yeah, and then they had they had tape on the four cones as well, so you can't. And then someone had left Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> the tarp, so I knew that had to be his, right? <laughs> Who would leave Cheetos on the ground on Hollywood Boulevard like that? That's a great idea to like in, come bring some flowers and like lots of Cheetos and yeah. You know. Look at the scar on Gobble's yeah. forehead, man. Well, so he was famous for it. He's in Sunset Boulevard. He plays the butler to Gloria Swanson. And that's part of the end joke is that this famous director is now, you know, you can imagine it's the director himself. Oh, hey, it's the honeymooners. Yeah, it's the neighbors, but now they're at their home apartment. And they He's like variety. Could you turn the sound back up? And they like to squabble. They, it's, you know. it's 1929 and he's reading Variety. Variety is 93 years old. Yeah. Yeah. What we're establishing now is Gabo Patterson becomes successful. He's going to be a big star. So these are bitter New Jersey comics, pavilions. I guess so. They um, perform in Patterson. Okay, John Hamilton, the guy who you see there, just named neighbor uncredited. Yeah. He dies. He was born in New York City, but he dies in Paramus, New Jersey. Age 73. Wow. Well, they're in Patterson right now. Are they really? He keeps talking about Patterson. Maybe maybe they live in Manhattan and they commute, reverse commute. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's right. I see it right there in the uh, captions. Holy shit. It's not mentioned in the movie Patterson. <clears throat> Did you ever see the movie Patterson about a poet named Patterson? Uh, who, no. He's a bus, mm -hmm. He was a bus driver in Patterson. Was it, it was named after a poet, right? No, it was named after William Patterson, a colonial figure, a landowner. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and there's William Patterson University. It's, uh, yeah, no, he's... Uh, he's famous for owning land. I'm not sure. He was a Colonial Times guy who was a big deal and owned a lot of land in New Jersey. So they called lots of places West Patterson and Patterson. And... Now, he's like a big deal now. Famous. And what this weird thing's going to happen, this movie is now going to become a, a musical play. Okay. Can we can we bring up our our favorite part of every movie that takes place in a nightclub? Is this a real place? Or yeah. is this some movie fake place? It seems kind of more realish, right? They got the the weird car going up and the ballet up front. <laughs> I guess. I don't think Carl will we enjoy ourselves like Well, maybe this both? is just a restaurant. It's not a nightclub and they just have inner Look at that teensy teensy table. Well, that's because they're not wearing tuxedos. They got banished to the suit section. Now, look at their total 1920s dress, and it's genuine yeah. and authentic. It's not like this is some... Yeah, and that's some retro, like her hat. 
Her head yeah. like it go, it looks like a gumdrop. Both of them. It's awesome. Could you see yourself living in this time? It's just fashion, after all. People are still people. But you know, my thing is like for entertainment. So you and I would go out. We would put on tuxedos. Mm-hmm. We would go to a restaurant, and we would have like swab with sherry. Oh, yes. Oh, I see. They're doing a shtick and everyone's watching. Right. And the thing is, people think he's wacky, but we know he really, it's a living creature to him somehow. Isn't he the cutest thing? Uncanny the way he makes that dummy work. He's got the thing in his hand, lady. Husband, when you pull the string, when you pull the stick, when you grab his nuts, what's up with that word? Like, um, lukewarm reviews, and it did okay. Um, she's having tea or no brandy, an aperitif, yeah. She's got the sugar cube, like a whole tray of them, yeah. He's flicking his ashes on the floor. Or am I wrong? Is there? Yeah. No, he's just, he does no respect. They're so flappery. Yeah, I know. What I love about it is it's authentic. Yeah. That's when, the dude. That's the cut of his uh, lapel. His collar. Yeah, the lapel and the collar. I've never seen a collar like that in a while. No, it's weird. Like when you see him, this is America, Patterson, New Jersey, and New York City, but it's so long ago that it's a different country, it's a different culture. But if we would go out, right, and we would go to a restaurant and we would wear tuxedos and we would have squab and lobster and caviar right. and whatever weird food you ate, and then a band would play and we would stop our conversation and we would turn, or maybe a celebrity is having a joke with the waiter and we we eavesdrop to the ventral 